Welcome to Achieve Wealth through value-add real estate investing. This is the show where the guru hype is banned and you get direct insights from commercial real estate operators. If you're a passive investor, this show can help you better understand investment opportunities. And if you're an active investor, the lessons from each episode can help you to become more effective in your own deals. This webinar was previously recorded and converted to a listening format. Now, please enjoy this timely and valuable market information from expert commercial real estate investor James Kandasamy and special guests. So what is passive income? Passive income is simply when you convert your time into cash, then you take that cash and you convert it into real assets that will produce passive income without your time. So disclaimer again, we're not selling anything. We believe what we're presenting here is to be truthful and all investments should consider factors. You should get consultation with professional advisors of your choosing when deciding to do an investment. So a little bit, just some basic, and I know a lot of you folks here already know that, but a, an a syndication is an investment mechanism that puts real estate within the reach of the average person. You invest in a sponsor's offering, which pools your funds along with other investors combined with bank loans to buy real estate property. As a limited partner, you enjoy limited liabilities. The general partner sponsor, they do all the work and you have your share of the profits. So a little bit about my passive investing journey. I actually should have updated this. I'm about 1,500 doors now, retail strip center. But I'm going to go through in a little bit and I'm going to talk about some of my deals and things that I learned um, and because a lot of people don't talk about what went wrong and what you could learn. So here's a little bit about my journey. So my very first investment was made in 2019. And sadly, this was 58 doors in Houston, Texas. They miscalculated their property tax. They miscalculated their insurance. And the combination of those two miscalculations, basically within the year we held it, we didn't have any cash flow, no proceeds. Somebody offered to buy it. We sold it at full cycle and all the investors simply got their money back. They decided that they would protect the investors and do that. My second one here, San Antonio, 176 stores. I was an LP from 2019 and it went to full cycle. It actually sold about the middle of 21. And I was actually a volunteer asset manager from uh, January 1st until October of 2020. And again, this was the same sponsor in the same situation. This one had an extra element added to it. So number one, they miscalculated uh, what their, what their um, taxes were going to be. They miscalculated what their insurance was going to be. They also had a bridge loan that came due pretty quickly because they assumed an existing and they weren't stabilized enough to switch. And one other big lesson that I learned with this apartment complex, that their rent projections were very challenging to meet. So normally, if you're going to look at a passive investment deal, you want to make sure that people in the area earn about three times the income to get rent. So, you know, again, what had happened in this property was that people within a mile, two miles of this property did not make enough money for that to happen. Um, and so it was very challenging. You know, we we projected that we were going to do $100 rent bumps and we ended up doing $30, $35, $40 rent bumps. And that was about all we could get out of the system. So again, with this particular investment, it went full cycle and we only got our proceeds back. Um, so it was very unfortunate. 
This next one was a very interesting project here in Austin. It was turning apartments into condominiums and it was going great until COVID happened. And then what happened was you buy an underperforming apartment complex, you're converting it to condos, but now you can't kick the tenants out with the eviction moratorium. And then once you can finally kick the tenants out, the courts were all backed up on evictions. Then when you could finally get them evicted, the city was backed up on permits to renovate them to condos. And then the supply chain. At the end of the day, though, what saved this particular deal was the high rate of expansion of the price of condominiums within Texas. So to give you an idea, they started out selling it about $265, and the last three sold for more than $450,000. And this one was the first time I took a different route. Um, these ones, you know, you got basically some cash flow and a share of the proceeds. This one was just a pref equity position. So it was an 11% pref equity, and they caught up all the pref. They didn't pay any through COVID, but they caught everything up. So I ended up making an 11% pref. Then I decided I wanted to try retail. Again, my timing was impeccable. We closed March 15th, 2020. Um, but I'll be say this has actually performed okay since then. Um, other than the first quarter, right in the middle of the pandemic, it's paid about 5% cash on cash. Um, this one here was uh, a new development. So this was a little bit in, di different where this one was, I'm going to call it more like a hard money loan. So it was a, basically you gave them money. They gave you a craft payment, which they didn't pay until they secured their financing to go vertical. But at the end of the day, they held my money for about 16 months and I got a 16% payment. This was a single family portfolio, which is very rare to be uh, syndicated. And this was doing well until the prices became really difficult for them to buy houses. So their typical model was a three bedroom, two bath, 1600 square feet, no pool, AVR of 200,000. Well, now in central Texas, AVR is like 350,000, 400,000. So their model is challenged. So the ones they bought were doing great on, but they've been unable to build it up. So I think they're going to clear it out and we should get our money back. Now, here is my, what I'm going to call my big winner. So I invested in 176 stores in Tucson, Arizona. Um, started in 2020. It just went full cycle two months ago. And in 20 months, it 3X'd my money. Um, this particular property actually they announced today that it, it sold and I'm going to get about a 18% um, average annual return. So I'm quite happy with that. I'm not going to go into the big details of all of these deals, but when I was doing back here, I was doing a lot of deep value ads. So I decided to switch. So this was actually an A plus property and they bought it from a developer. And so what they were doing was finishing leasing it up. They were burning off concessions and this property is performing really well. Um, this is these two apartments are in Austin and they're next door to each other um, and they're doing OK. This one here had a fire and so it's sort of uh, messed them up a little bit, but they're fixing it. This is a brand new build in Katy, Texas. And so, again, those that are looking at passive investing, this is the type of thing. There is no cash flow, right, because they're building it. So you put your investment into the property takes them about a year and a half to get everything built. Then they start to lease up. And just about right when they're starting to be able to make some cash cash on cash returns, that's normally when they're getting close to what happened here, about 80% occupancy. And a normal cycle of a deal like this is to sell it and to move on. Um, and then also with COVID, I decided to get into a medical center. So this is an eight suite one in Mesquite, Texas. 
And again, this is a very unique one that is purely a PREF payment. And I was very interested in that for my self-directed funds. So this one pays a 10% PREF and I'm quite happy for that. Um, this one's gonna be a home run, 10 acres right behind the new Tesla factory. Um, and then those of you that know Angel, uh, this is her, Jason Steele. Um, my first one in storage, another one in Austin. And then uh, once we sold the other one in Tucson, I rolled my initial capital into this one here, Commons on Stella. So it's a bigger property, a bigger deal. I rolled my capital into that one. And then this was my first active deal, Wesley Place, 66 condos in South Carolina. We just finished our first quarter of operating it. And we managed to pay about 5% cash on cash, not quite the PREF return. And this is a project that's going to be closing in October. It actually says October. It should have said November. We didn't make this month. So I'm going to talk a little bit about why do you buy real estate, right? We all know this. 90% of all millionaires come through through real estate. Um, we all know that there's a lot. And I'm not going to get into a lot of this because you folks all know this. This was sort of lessons I learned. But some of the things that are really great, you know, you get advantage of the tax deductions. Now, one of the things I'm going to have, and it's be the first time that I've dealt with on a tax basis, that one in Tucson, Arizona, just to give you an idea, I put a $50,000 investment in it. I got a $47,000 passive loss. And of course, now it's sold in 3X my money. So I'm going to get a recapture. So this is the first time that I'll get a recapture. Now, for me, it's okay because I've still got a lot of accumulated depreciation. I am a real estate professional, but for somebody who's not, um, that is some things to consider that you're doing on it. Um, so obviously appreciation is the name of the game, right? You're buying real estate and it's going to appreciate over time. Then a good operator forces appreciation. So they make improvements to the property to increase rent combined with improved management, new sources of income. Uh, they get to do the forced appreciation. So when you get the combination of things increasing in value, and you get a good operator that forces appreciation, you can get the big home run like I got on that one in Tucson, Arizona, right? So Tucson went crazy. The market is kind of like this, you know, the next hot market in, in Arizona. And so value of real estate rapidly appreciated. And then they did a really good job of cleaning out the tenant base, cleaning up the property, getting the rents up to a certain level, and then they sold it to somebody. It was an unsolicited offer, actually, but they'd already demonstrated the business plan. So that's why they got a fairly nice payment for it. So again, a real estate syndication is a partnership between GPs, the general partners, and LPs, and they purchase a property they couldn't do together. So GPs, and I'm going to go quickly through this because I want it to be more us talking about lessons learned. GPs are responsible for all aspects of the deal. They negotiate the purchase price, arrange financing, and create and execute the business plan. Passive investors provide working capital. This combined with bank debt purchases a property. Passive investors are exactly that. They are passive and no responsibility. Splitting the profits in exchange for their efforts, initial at-risk capital, time, efforts to indicate it, institute the business plan, they get a share of the proceeds. Limited partners have no responsibility, sit back and collect their, sh their, their shares, often called mailbox money. So the profit split for every deal is very unique. It's quite a bit different. So it can be anywhere from 10% goes to the general partners, or as much I've seen it, the one deal I'm in, it's 50% go to the general partners. And sometimes there's a preferred return. 
I always like a preferred return. So most of the deals that I'm in have a 7% preferred return. All this means is that the limited partners get paid first before the GPs get paid. And so it incentivizes the GPs to be able to make at least that minimum payment to the LPs so that they can start collecting their proceeds of the things. Now, a lot of people say, well, why do general partners get all of these certain benefits? Well, clearly it, it's, it's to compensate them for their time. But I want to talk a little bit about the at risk. Um, so my first deal that I was a general partner on, we were buying 240 units in San Antonio, Texas. It was about a $25 million asset. And we really struggled trying to get a loan assumption done. And we had quite a bit of hard money at risk. And then we, it was refundable if we didn't get the loan. But what had happened was our extensions were not refundable. And then we had real costs. We had lawyers. We started doing things. And once we got closer and we felt like we were getting to the finish line, we started, you know, we hired designers. We hired a property manager. We started paying, getting things done. And then sadly, the deal did not work. And so our group lost $350,000, of which 75 was mine. I put the third at-risk money for an extension. Um, and so I'm hoping to make this up on the next few deals that I'm working on. So that's something that passive investors need to understand, that general partners take all the risk. And I want to make sure I'm clear here. All of my investors, all of the investors got 100% of their money back. They were never at risk. So that's an important distinction. So if you can't sleep at night, read an offering memorandum. It's this big, long document that tells you you're crazy to give anybody money for a syndication, but it really outlines all of the risks. But there are very some key things that you need to look into the agreement to make sure that you understand. You need to understand what are the powers of the management team? What, if anything, can limited partners do if a deal comes through? What if ever there is a cash call? So it will spell out what happens in all of these things. So I've seen deals where they put right in the PPM that the general partners are responsible for any cash calls, um, that they would take them as loans and explained out all of the details. But it tells you everything. You'll understand are you getting return of your on your capital or return of your capital? Again, all very important things. We could do a whole lesson on it. Um, I often recommend James Kamasami, the part, my partner in this group here, um, to read his book, Passive Investing. He does a really, really good job talking about that. So the different classes of investors. Okay, so there are accredited investors, and this is the simple rule, 200,000 single, 300,000 family, net worth of a million dollars, not including your primary residence. As an accredited, you can invest in both the 506 B and a 506C. Sorry, accredited investor. So, excuse me, sophisticated investor is someone who does not meet the requirements but has sufficient knowledge and training in advance of the types of investments. They can only invest in a 506B. Limit the limitations of a 506B are there's no general solicitation allowed, and investors must have a substantive relationship with a sponsor. What does that really mean? That means that I've had to have one-on-one -on -one conversations with you. I have to understand what do you know? What is your net worth? What is your liquidity? All the things to help me help you make a decision if my investment is right for you. Because again, some investments are very different, right? Like the new build we talked about. If I'm saying, hey, I need cash flow to live on, 
that's not an investment for me because uh, there's going to be no cash flow. So you want to make sure that that your sponsor is asking you these questions and that the investment fits your needs. Um, how do you become a sophisticated, broadly speaking, someone has a high net worth, and then you can get it through gaining knowledge, right? So attending meetups like this one today, join other meetups and training sessions, spend time on watching YouTube and RE sessions, and attend in-person events at your area. So education is your friend when you're getting into passive. So who should you invest with? This is my personal decision, and this is the approach that I bet on. I bet on the jockey first, then the horse, then the track. So what does this mean? So the jockey is the general partner who brought you the syndication. So to give you an idea, that investment we talked again about in Tucson, Arizona, I spent one year getting to know the sponsors. I went to everything, you know, every meetup that they hosted online. Uh, they had some classes that they did. I did a paid class with them. I spent a long time getting to know them, like them, and trust them. It was very important to me. I knew about their track record, and they provided me opportunities to learn and then opportunities for a future relationship. This was important to me because I knew, always knew I wanted to switch to the active side. So I wanted to invest in deals with people that may at some point offer me to be able to go into their deal. So the horse is the asset. So there's a million types of asset, right? There's apartments, there's storage, there's assisted living, there's retail, hospitality, development. That's just to name a few, okay? Then there's the quality of the asset, right? Is the asset stable? Value add, deep value add, new build. They all have their unique differences and you need to understand what exactly are you investing in. So pick the asset class that's interested and you can see from my presentation, I'm mostly in multifamily, but I have some other passive investments in other asset classes. For me, that was diversifying. So a little bit diversifying. So I have one in Arizona, one in North Carolina, one in South Carolina. These are states that I picked that I think is very important. And then the track is the, the, the asset location. So it's limitless, right? So it's country, state, city, neighborhood. The list is endless. So for me, again, I vote, I, I invest in pro-business, pro-landlord states, right? So you can see I'm invested in Texas, Arizona, and the Carolinas. I um, also like Florida a lot. Does not mean that people don't make money in Florida, but I don't have the heart for it. I don't have, I don't have the stomach for it. I don't want to get there. Um, I want to be in a place where at least governing authorities are doing something to help a business be successful. That's it for this episode. If you'd like to learn even more, check out James's free audiobook. It's the audio version of his best-selling book on passive investing. You can get the audiobook completely free, along with other valuable resources, by visiting www.achieveinvestmentgroup.com forward slash free audiobook. Also, be sure to join our Facebook group too. To find it, just do a Facebook search for Multifamily Investors Group. Thanks for listening. Join us again for another episode next week. See you then.